This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The Curse, Episode 9, Young Hearts, is over. Paternal Post Show recap here, just getting started. My name is Grace, and of course, I'm not alone. I'm here with Dr. Amanda. Amanda, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing great, and um, I would just like to say that even though you called me a tool right before the podcast started recording, I take that as a compliment because tools fix things. Pretty good comeback. Pretty good. Didn't even need to go to, I guess he did need to go to a comedy cast class. <laughs> we don't know whether that came from the comedy class or not. No, yeah. Um, I was going to give you 10 seconds to say you like being my podcast host. <laughs> 10. Nine. I like being your podcast host. <laughs> okay. I would be so, whatever they were doing, I would not, like, I. if there's a moment of silence, I will say something nice to somebody to yeah, yeah, use yeah, the yeah, same. Do you ever use the counting down on your I have video? not. I you have not. Use it? Yeah, I don't. It's a, yeah. it's a very, like, passive aggressive move. Yeah, it's pretty passive aggressive. Yeah. Then you have to, then the problem for me is you then have to have, you have to follow through if you get to zero. Like, well, no, it turns out do? that you just start counting again. You count again. That's yeah. right. <laughs> wow, this show is so educational. Um, all right. The curse episode. I had the penultimate episode. Wow. We are there. I can't believe it. The penultimate episode, only one episode left. Um, you know, interestingly enough, I feel like some of the, um, 
chatter in the Discord now and that I've seen online as people saying, now I finally think I know what this show is about and I don't know if I like it. Yeah, I even then I still feel like there's a lot of like, wait, what? Why? Wait, who? What? They're just like people, I think, yeah, they're like coming together, which is something we've talked about, trying to theorize about how everything ties together. This is one of those episodes, I was saying this about a show I watched, or an episode of Fargo I was podcasting about earlier today, in which I said like, yeah, I, like, I don't hate it, like I actually love it, but I also hated it, you know, mm. it's like, I really didn't really, for the first time, I think, I'll, like, the, the cringe stuff really doesn't make me cringe, like, I, I'll sit and be like, oh yeah, that's obviously like very cringy, but I'm not like, as uncomfortable as I think a lot of people who've been watching the curse have felt who's like, I think I want to turn this show off. I've never wanted to do that basically until the last end. <laughs> this was an extremely hard episode to watch, especially the final scene yeah. is very hard to watch. I mean, obviously a very intentional choice. I had like the thought while I was watching it, I was like, you know, I don't know if this is cringe comedy as much as it's just cringe. cringe. Like it's it mm -hmm. it there were moments where I very like I, I think we talked about it, Grace, like things like the breathalyzer scenes, yeah. mm -hmm. both of them, where I'm like, this is awful and this is extremely cringe and and very, very dark, but it's also just a very funny idea. Like it's a very darkly funny concept at the heart of it. And there's something about being in a loveless marriage and feeling trapped that I'm like, there is no punchline there. Yeah. There's no one to laugh at really mm -hmm. in the, in the Dougie stuff, you're laughing at Dougie and that feels justified. And in this, I don't know. There's, I don't even know what I'm supposed to like who to laugh at and who deserves to be laughed at. I don't, it doesn't, yeah, it's really not there. So I just, <laughs> have to hold on to all of like the cringy yeah, there, there there's very little of that kind of catharsis of aha and you know and it breaks and it's funny and i again like i think um you and i have been enjoying this show very much maybe more than most like i think that the social commentary and the relationships and the meditations on class and development and um you know all of these issues like i do think that that's very smart and very fresh and it's like venturing into a conversation that we should be having more of and sometimes it's funny um but sometimes the show is tough to watch and i still think it's great and very oh, well same. done um but i'm very curious like i think i would very much welcome a few more like laughing moments in the finale yeah i yeah, I just I think the episode is pretty fascinating, even if it's not as maybe funny or, you know, you said cathartic, uh, mm -hmm. you know, um, but I think it's it's exceptionally well acted. Um, yes. And then I think the 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 commentary, the thing we've been talking about, the, the thing that's so interesting, I think, about that final scene and like jump all the way to the end of the episode. But. It's so uncomfortable and you do, there is this moment where like he gets up and he leaves and you're like, yeah. And then he comes back and he is only more of, he's only doing more of the thing that she has just said on camera that she doesn't like, but it's his, the only way he knows how to behave. Mm -hmm. So I think the interesting commentary to me about this show is that 
you know, we we talked about what's the outcome of the show. Like, what is a softy, you know, story? Which interestingly enough, last week we were like, yes, yeah, softy brothers. Like, what do they do? Lo and behold, today, maybe not the softy brothers. Mm-hmm. Maybe just yeah. one, maybe individual softy brother. Um, uh, as as uh, in some interviews. Benny seems to want to go out on his own a little bit more or work with some other people. Um, and and we said that it's seemingly from what we've seen so far, the most likely outcome is a little bit of like everything is ruined, but they're probably mostly fine, even if they're not together. And I still think that that's more true. But I think the interesting thing from this episode is that Asher's response to the conflict is to only become more... <laughs> of of what which is kind of like what Whitney is was doing like uh you know over the course of the last few episodes of like only becoming more entrenched in who she thinks she should be to try and convince people she's right. not the person they think she is. Yeah, and I think yeah. interestingly like we probably I probably started off watching this um series thinking that like the Nathan Fielder character was going to be like the monster and that his like relationship with Whitney was going to be like an extension of that like they're monsters together or he's like the monster and they're doing this on all the wrong way and I think that maybe Whitney is the main character of this show and she's the monster and the curse is really Whitney's curse like she's the person who's you know doing all of this like causing all of this bad stuff to happen in Española and in her life and like Asher is her punishment. Yeah, he he literally says he is the curse. This episode. Mm-hmm. Um, although I was thinking, and I, we'll we'll get to that last scene, but but whether or not I I had this read of like this performance and and being Nathan is the one who writes this show, and I would agree yeah. that that I I think you cast Emma Stone and you immediately are like, okay, main main character of the show. She's clearly the best performer on the show. She's so good in this role. Not that her role like wouldn't have been as interesting as it is, but it, but it is, but also Nathan Fielder's projects have historically been so much about um, him to a degree. Mm -hmm. He he is such a part of the shows that he has made in both Nathan for you and the rehearsal that as we're coming to the end and I watched this last scene, I am wondering how much is he trying to just tell us something about how he has at least been feeling. If not, he's trying to tell us who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of discourse in movies this past year about, uh, and this is I have a great segue here that I just thought of, which is um, directors who make movies that seem to be about how they make movies. Christopher Nolan is probably the best example of this, which interestingly, Benny Safdie was in mm-hmm. uh, Oppenheimer. In Oppenheimer yeah. But there is something about Christopher Nolan, potentially about Christopher Nolan and his sort of methodic nature and in, in creating a thing. And then whether you put that thing out and it's good or not, like it also could just be about the guy who built the bomb. Um, but uh, Michael Mann uh, just came out with a movie called Ferrari, which some people are saying like, oh, it's about his like meticulous nature about who he is mm-hmm. like, in control of the movie. I even think that Barbie is a, it yeah. was in a way like, you know, oh, like how do you, it, how, how does a piece of art get interpreted once it's out there? And it was right. Greta Gerwig sort of talking to the audience. So it's then hard for me to think like Nathan Fielder doesn't make things that he mm. doesn't think in yeah. some way, um, you know, and he co-created this this project with, with Betty Safdie. But how much in this episode, This because to me, I think in that last scene, it's the most I feel like I'm watching. I had a tough time earlier in the show where I was like, Nathan, I mean, Asher, like I had a tough time with that. Yeah. But then I felt like in this scene, like there's some like 
Nathan being Nathan slipping Ooh, yeah. through. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, yeah, I can't wait. We'll, we'll continue to talk about it as we recap um, the episode. But like, I, yeah, I mean, I think you brought up right before we hopped on to record that like what like what is Nathan saying potentially about what he's done as a producer of the rehearsal and Nathan yeah. for you and how he's used subject like what is he saying about television producers in the show he's making about television producers right. like obviously right. something it's obviously a reflection on his own work so finding like what he thinks about you know Asher and Whitney and Dougie who are extremely unflatteringly portrayed I would think is a really interesting question yeah all right well let's dive into the episode then um Wit walks out of the house and sort of walking on the street and this car passes her and it gets so ominous it, it passes her it doesn't follow her yeah it leaves when she's leaving passes her but the music is so ominous and then it pulls into the plaza and um, what do you make of this this opening yeah it looks like it's following her at first but then it's not but it is going to the mini mall with the um i shook a jeans oh, is this you shake a jeans um so oh, wouldn't be the guy who gets fired later, right? It wouldn't be. No, doesn't it? Cause she's supposed to draw. There's a note left in her car. Oh yeah. 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 So it's, I don't know. Yeah. We can talk about that. I don't think it's that. Per I was wondering, is this, is this Asher who's leaving separately or, but is it coming from another oh, place? Like, it's not clear. Is it Doug yeah, waiting like for her to leave? And then he's like, okay, I'll go. But he drives past her and doesn't give her, or they don't ride together. Could be. So he's yeah. very upset at the beginning of the episode. Mm -hmm. But so ominous. The music is so horror vibe. The the music. Um, yeah. The car is just driving for such an extended shot. It's just such an interesting opening. Um. All right. So we see the couple that um has been cast as the you know she's they're gonna have a baby and they're trying on jeans and they're a little they don't the, the the button's not done up and she's helping and he's making jokes about oh I was eating for two but or, you know she she was eating for two he's eating for three um and then Martha the HG exec HGTV exec is there and she's like that was so funny and great but what if it was actually Asher and Whitney who 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 did that uh, it's so funny because it's like almost the exact same thought that Whitney had was like what if the HGTV yeah. like producers could see you helping me take my sweater off it's like almost the exact same thing but it's almost funnier because it's like this is already a staged interaction yeah. between yeah. Pascal and Janice who aren't even buying the house. Right. Um, and she's like, Oh, what if we had Whitney and Asher do it? Um, which they will recreate it later. Yeah. I, I like that. It's, it's already so put on. And she's like, what if we made it more put on? Uh, it's very good. Um, all right. Whitney, uh, Whitney shows, she's immediately going to Dougie and is like, today we should make Asher look like a real tough guy. Like that will be funny. He'll, he'll be humiliated. Mm -hmm. And Dougie then reveals that Martha's there from HGTV. They're, they want to get dinner. They're loving the show, but the stuff where there's conflict between her and Asher is not what the network wants. Um, and we basically begin, you know, the, the course of the episode, which is basically Whitney coming to terms with the fact that like, they don't want the conflict of, of right. Her struggling with her relationship with asher yeah and um whitney like pushes back and she's like you know but you said that like yeah. you know this was good and like and he's like yeah yeah he's like well i was wrong they don't want us to do that 
at all. Um, she's like, well, you said whatever, like, because now Whitney's starting to think, what if we really break up? Right. And then like, I still, she still wants to be the green queen if they break up, but the network doesn't want that. They don't like Dougie sort of explains like, oh, well, if we watch a show and the couple gets divorced, it's like usually after we know the couple <laughs> for a really long There's time. There's trauma in that rather than two people just hate each other. She's like, I don't hate, we don't hate, we're never married. Yeah. 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 Um, they want to put a positive spin on the negative. Like some of the stuff can be in there, but it has to ultimately at the end of the day, they have to be a happy couple. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty rough news for Whitney, who's like <laughs> Whitney's gone all in on this, like her marriage is falling apart thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so Asher's gonna go grab a coffee. There's a little bit of uh note here about whether Fernando is in today. Um, but but basically the point of this, Asher's not in a very after mm-hmm. um being called a little baby, he's not in a very good mood mood. Um, and then we get the situation with um where Patrick, one of the people who worked on the show, will not be in the show anymore. Left is this note- the guy, Grace? No. Do we think that this is the guy from that earlier episode that she was like, You're fired, just kidding. I'm such a cool boss. Yeah, that was my mm-hmm. uh, first like instinct was like it's a it, I feel like you've been better at this than me, where it's like oh, so many people are named in the show mm. and often like they get named and then they get you know put in a scene um uh later so yeah i i I would bet that we've seen this person yeah he's the first person i can think the only other is the guy who is listening in you know the guy who they're Mm. like hey are you is it it on i can't remember what his name is but he's another one i could see but i think someone um and yes we put slumlord and like the jeans he's like no no he can express himself it actually has nothing to do with me I'm not part of that at all. So the note clearly is not about me. And they try to call, but then we learn that he's upset because Phoebe's uncle got uh, evicted from the unit that uh, Whitney's parents own. Um, mm-hmm. And so he hangs up the phone pretty angry. Yeah. 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 Bookends is the name of this unit. And um, Whitney is here. She's trying to smooth everything over. She wants to talk to him. Tanya is the production assistant. And she's like, um, we just don't recommend that from a, like a labor practices standpoint. And Patrick doesn't want to talk to her. Like he has Tanya on the phone. The second, like he hears a Whitney's there. He just hangs up. These people do not want to talk to Whitney, but she wants to clear the air here with him. Um, and it turns out that this Phoebe is somebody else that Whitney knows. She's one of the drivers for the production. Yeah. This scene is pretty fascinating to me. So we learn that um, uh, is it the the uncle is evicted from the home. Mm-hmm. Um, Whitney says, I don't have anything to do, but I could maybe use my relationship to get him back in his apartment, yeah. ask for his information. He's like, I have no connections to bookends, but maybe I could use my relationship yeah. connection. So good. And Phoebe says, do you remember what you told me on my first day of work? And I was like, "Uh oh, this is really bad. But then it's like secretly sweet where she's like, there aren't a kind of like mm-hmm. there aren't a lot of women drivers out there. So go get them, girl. She's like That meant a lot to me. And I can't wait for the shout out because everyone's going to come. Everyone's going to see who Whitney really is. And then Whitney immediately Googles her own name. And when Whitney Siegel doesn't come up, there are lots of articles for Whitney Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's dream. and it's like, you know, Slumlord, Santa Fe, Tenet's claim, it's hell on earth, living at bookends, all of this stuff. I was wondering in Whitney's conversation with Phoebe, like Phoebe does seem to be like kind of genuinely like like a ve- like she seems like a very sweet person who's genuinely yeah. sort of appreciative of Whitney's like the comments that Whitney made um 
when she says, I can't wait for the show to come out and everyone will get to see who you really are. Like, did you, did you, did that? I, I was trying to figure out how to hear that line. Cause on the one hand you can say, Oh, once the show comes out, everybody will see how warm and caring and um, generous Whitney is. But the other way to read it is like, once the show comes out, everyone will see like what a monster you really are. And like Phoebe clearly was aware of Whitney's connections to bookends or else she couldn't have told Patrick about it. Like, do you think that there's more than one way to read that line from Phoebe? Maybe I think I read it incredibly genuinely in Mm. that, like, I don't think Phoebe has, you know, Penchy has knows the, you know, maybe she doesn't even know the full extent of like, because we'll learn later why her uncle has been um, evicted. I I do like I I think that for as much as Phoebe, uh, sorry, like that Whitney puts on this facade, it it is a facade that actually I think does fool people she she's fooled the hgtv into yeah. like they they clearly think highly of her like there there are ways in which this it the it does work on people and it's only like the more you get to know somebody that uh it often you know then then you you see the cracks but i don't think phoebe mm-hmm. knows enough and and maybe doesn't like i feel bad say, but maybe doesn't realize like yeah that there's like for some people it is like Oh, it's be, you know, I still to this day will have people like I, I'll talk about the area that I live in, and they're like, "Oh yeah, so nice, so gentrified down there." I'm like, "Wait, uh, hold on, wait, hold yeah, on." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that honestly, I read this as really genuine. I think it's mm-hmm. I think the line of like everyone's going to see who you really are, I think that's genuine. But it's then very funny to then immediately go into Whitney's googling herself, mm-hmm. and nothing comes up about her with her her name Whitney Siegel. But then when you when you actually search her, like when you search her with her maiden name, all of this stuff comes up. Right. right? So I think that that to me, it's just like a very clever, I think for me, like yeah. editing I also, device. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that there's probably something to like Whitney hearing that, like everybody will see who I really am. And even though Whitney is a little bit self-deluded, I think that she also like probably has insecurities oh, about yeah. like whether, like how people would judge her if they saw who she really was. So I think that, maybe it's like an effective line in that way as well. She's also just been told by Dougie that all the stuff about the authentic stuff that mm-hmm. she's saying that she's believing now has to be cut out of the show. So the, is the show actually going to show an authentic right. version of Whitney or will it just be the version that is the most sort of palatable? Yeah. And like, Whitney? not for nothing, like the, I mean, we'll, we'll, we can talk about this when we get to them watching it at the end, but like the stuff that Dougie cuts where Whitney is like just being mean about Asher. It's like, she looks at least as bad as Asher does. Oh, like she looks like a monster. hundred percent. Um, All right. So this is where they're going to sit down. Turns out Asher and Whitney, um, Fernando has quit. Whitney says, well, we did everything we could do. <laughs> um, and I guess he wasn't such a tough guy after all. That's what mm-hmm. she says, which that feels really bad. With one episode left and no Fernando in this episode. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't like that. Um, she suggested they do something fun before dinner, trying to like sort of mend their relationship. This so is this is like totally disingenuous because now she's like, oh, I guess we can't just like get divorced before the, the show yeah. comes out like yeah. I had originally planned. Especially because I do think this is pretty genuinely. And I know it's like disingenuous from Whitney. But it is there is like a chemistry between them mm-hmm. and like with the music and everything. It's like pretty sweet. And how again, it's just how much Asher loves Whitney. Um, mm-hmm. and and in the scenes, you don't really see Whitney like rolling her eyes. Like I think she's genuinely 
trying um, in these scenes, but it's pretty heartbreaking knowing <laughs> the episode, what will happen. But this is where we get the countdown. They're going to go bowling. Say you love me. She never says. She no, does. she does. She does. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't. Um, yeah. She says like when, when he counts down, you love me. Right. And then she says, yes, I'll go bowling. It's so indeed. I think that the Nathan Fielder acting here, when she starts counting and he cracks the first time, mm-hmm. oh, this he's so char- like you can kind of see where like it does feel like a lot of his robotic like persona, especially from is and I actually rewatching the beginning of Nathan for you, you can feel that he has he sort of finds that character as he's going. It's funnier to be mm. more straight faced mm-hmm. than he like pushes back on some things at, at the beginning in in a way. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like you can sort of see, I f- you know, I'm completely falling for it, but when yeah. you like, when they're like giggling together at the countdown stuff, I'm like, oh, so sweet, even though she's, yeah, I mean, you, I, I, like they need <laughs> something to be like a little bit believable as a couple, uh, like at all. So I think it walks the line of like, we believe that she's really unhappy, but also that there's something between them that like at least justified them getting together. Yeah, that's what I think works for me and that you have to believe that at some point there's something about them that yeah. works to be together rather than it's like completely like she found him and just brought him along the whole time. Um, I love the bowling scene. I love I like that he has a bowling glove mm-hmm. and he's really good at bowling. Um, yeah, I, he was really good at bowling. Yeah. Although I think later he would he score like a one a one fifty or something a uh, one ninety five which I have no okay. idea how good out of three hundred I think so I think that's good. okay yeah I like um, that he had his buttons buttoned all the way up too yeah yeah I just the glove got me I'm real good yeah. yeah so then they see this is Bill the casino worker right mm-hmm. it's Bill yes, yeah it's Bill yeah and um Whitney wants to just like kind of leave the situation but Asher's no like I'm coming with you and then. Bill apologizes and it turns out it was they don't think it was it was Asher who leaked the footage it was it must have been Carl mm-hmm. and then Asher says uh, actually no like it's not it's not called backstabbing when you're standing up for what's right I leaked the footage um, and this is where it gets called a tool <laughs> Since I am a tool I fix tools fix things they give each other the finger Asher keeps wanting to go back to like mm-hmm. fight but then, but then leaves um, I'm the whistleblower it was me you should be ashamed of yourself for going along with that when Asher was like very clearly going along with it but uh yeah, yeah Asher is being an effing tool he had his out but he uses this moment to really kind of like stand up as like the white knight and show Whitney that he's going to take the heat for this because he's proud that he was the whistleblower I you know, I think it's interesting about the scene is how much Asher is then like like loving on Whitney like the whole time he's also like arm around kissing her forehead kissing and it's almost like these two things have to be like linked like me doing the thing you you've just been insulting me for which is like don't do the right thing on my own I'm now mm-hmm. doing it and also ipso facto you should then love me <laughs> should be like it's so together. painful to watch because yeah. like he's trying to win her back and he like thinks he's doing all of the right things and he even probably thinks that it's working and that's why they went bowling not knowing that there's this whole other agenda that hgtv needs to like see them being like a loving couple like they also like you know have recreated the gene scene and like a cafe scene where they're putting icing on each other's noses so there's something that's so sad about asher like thinking he's winning his wife back and like getting her love when she's really just continuing to slip away from him. Yeah. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. So they go for dinner. And uh, Martha's talking about this is great. It's a holistic approach to climate change, showing viewers that environment can be um, uh, can be designed to. Um, and these former hosts, they would always make the homes uglier and people just felt guilty. The solar sisters. Yeah. She's like, oh, this is great. holistic is my whole philosophy. Design extends beyond the home. And uh, and then, so it's like yeah, the footage really doesn't even capture how bleak this community, like how like awful and terrible this community, and like it's ugly and dirty and terrible. And she's like, well, we could do more of that. And then the name comes up. It's, you know, Whitney actually thought maybe it should be called the Green Queen. Um, she's like, yeah, and you have, you know, every queen needs her jester. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And then I roll from Whitney right. Oh, she pretends on- to juggle. I was pretending to juggle. Is what I- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, she's pointing out that, like, she's got the whole shtick nails for the new mm-hmm. edit of, like, Whitney being, like, not, she doesn't hate him. She's just kind of, like, sometimes annoyed by him. Right. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah, Martha's also, like, adding in that, like, you know, maybe that they'll have kids one day and make oh, yeah. those more relatable. Oof. Yeah. But, like, Whitney's really starting to be like disillusioned with the direction that this is going. Like Martha also mentions, you know, but you know, if you really want your message to be heard, you have to stay focused on one thing. And then Whitney says, but like holistic means focusing on something from all sides. And Martha's like, well, maybe I misused that term. 
Yeah, this is this is pretty good. I like you know, the scene of like basically trying to play the part. Um, and the, even the part that isn't Whitney deforcing <laughs> Asher is not good for Asher. It's so sad. This yeah. The, yeah, building on what's to come. Yeah. What do you make of this? They go back home. Whitney seems incredibly stressed. She sits down and then she hears Asher whispering in the background. And it, it sounds like he's like talking dirty. So, so yeah, it's really. Um, and I watched this with uh, the um, with the closed caption, so I could actually make out what he says. It, I get. I'm guessing that Asher is like masturbating in the bathroom, and he's like talking tough. He's saying like he's like recreating his confrontation with Bill, and oh, he's saying okay. like you know you're you're ugly AF. You like to see you try to get a wife as hot as Whitney. She only wants to be with people like me. See how hot my wife is. She's so hot. You're so ugly. You want to f my wife. I want to watch you f my wife, Bill. Like he's saying all of this. Okay. He's saying all of this stuff, and Whitney is overhearing him, and she's like incredibly disgusted. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, what a scene. Yeah, I'm mean, just surprised for how much like, micro penis we've seen in the show. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're not going to show that, but you know. It's a very it was like I was like oh, like, oh I got it because a banana a banana doesn't stretch yeah very subdued this we were like what do they say like what like what yeah, yeah I I wonder like how without the closed caption how much of that you could get because it was very faint um, but I think in an episode where you by the end of it I think until Asher comes back in the room this whole episode you should feel bad for asher which mm -hmm. i think they want to build empathy yeah so i do think it's like the scene has to be like subtle enough to not just be like you don't want to like you don't fully want to be like oh what total creep you know yeah. um so i feel like the scene is so much more about like whitney and, and her how she's feeling and how she's basically like yeah for this full day, like half a day I had to put in this like put on this act to like try and fix it you don't really, because so, then I feel like the last scene is supposed to be like, you felt bad for Asher and then it comes back. You're like, oh, and, wait, no, hold on. Wait, stop. So mm. I feel like potentially just designs to not make us feel weird about Asher. But it, you still but it's do, still but there. It's yeah, still I there. I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's very yeah. clearly like it's this is I mean, <laughs> this is such hell. Like it's very clear that Whitney is like completely miserable and she shouldn't be with somebody that she doesn't want to be with, like regardless of how you know bad we feel for Asher here for at least trying. Um, but it's it's very dark. Yeah. Um, all right. So Whitney drives to bookend apartments and she knows some people there. She does go to look for for Paul. Is it Paul McIntosh is the name of Phoebe's uncle? Is that is that no, right? I or think, is her father Paul? I think her father's name is is Paul. Gordon she, McIntosh is the name okay. of the tenant. Because she goes and knocks on a door and she's looking for Paul. And the so guy's she's like, looking for her dad. And it and I think yeah. it's her parents are like have are are living or 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 somewhat occupying one of these units because his lawyer advised him to it sounds like they're probably in some like legal trouble like about uh, some legal dispute about something but um yeah i wonder if the thing here it's not super clear but the thought for me is like why would the lawyer be like go live there which is basically like well we we live there like if anything comes back to be like it's awful there's cockroaches right. i think it's like a shout like i think it's like they probably have like their own pr primary residence but they're like using this as yeah. some sort of cover yeah 
Yeah, it seems shady. Um, and we find out that that Gordon McIntosh, like the Apple, was kicked out uh, because he gutted the whole uh, unit. And then when they when they were they were told they had to replace all the appliances and everything and thing, he did it again. So they've now mm -hmm. kicked him out. And so, you know, Whitney's basically saying like, you can't you can't do that. You can't kick him out. You can't do that. And her dad is saying, well, if we bring him back in, he's going to do the same thing again. So of course yeah. we have to. There's this debate about this place is a last resort. Mm -hmm. Her mother brings up like people are coming to us because you have actually like yeah. moved them, uh, displaced them from their homes. This is such a fascinating conversation between the parents and their, and their kid. Yeah. It's very, very fascinating. Like clearly like they're supposed to represent like, you know, Whitney's trying to be a different type of landowner, landlord developer than her parents are. Her parents actually develop low income housing, um, but also they're probably like, you know, as they've been called slumlords are not excellent stewards of that. We don't know what their practices are, but there's su this situation that they were in where like they were being taken advantage of by this other tenant. Um, so I don't know the best way to handle that. But at some point, Paul says like, you know, or maybe it's the mother. She says like, you know, if um if you have such a problem with what we do and yeah. you want to decide who gets evicted and who doesn't, then you're more than welcome to come work for us and run the buildings the way that you want to. Um, there's also like a, just like an argument here where like Whitney's saying like, I'm nothing like you. You told Asher that if they find any native artifacts, they should destroy them. And you know, they say like, well, if you want to avoid four years of litigation, it's not a bad idea and it's perfectly legal. So there's like, just tensions in the way that they try to manage their properties where Whitney sees herself as being extremely ethical and her parents not being ethical. But like Paul like brings up that, um, you know, when it's not when, when, when you're, um, you know, when like it's not your money, then of course you can afford to do all of this stuff. It says it's a loan. They'll pay yeah. it all back. They also comment, I believe the insinuation here is about her playing dress up, which is about her necklace, which is like a, it's a star of David. David. So they're like, they're so her mom says something um, pretty mean and anti-Semitic of like sort of insulting Whitney's faith or in, um, and accusing it of being like some kind of act that she's uh, converted to Judaism. Um, and, uh, as she leaves, you know, and uh, Whitney says, maybe this is what happens when you raise your kid to believe in nothing. Yeah. The, the artifact stuff too is, you know, I think playing very well on, and we'll see in this episode of, um, the issues that are happening within the Pueblo community yes. where people are concerned. We saw that couple earlier who they're like, Oh, we have to sign this agreement that like, if there was ever, you know, an issue, we would, we would, give up our rights to the land right. um and so obviously like I, that's seemingly what this is about that if you yeah. find an artifact it would provide proof that the land likely belonged to the pueblo so that's what um like he's trying to uh, paul is trying to tell asher like basically if you find one destroy it because otherwise you're gonna like the land you bought will get taken away from you right so it's just the whole the way i mean you know, Whitney wants to be ethical. The easiest way to be more ethical is to not be a landlord. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You know, that's a great start. It's a great yeah, start. Yeah. Not, yeah. Own, yeah. Owning all this property. Um, but I just think it's like a, it's pretty interesting conversation. Yeah. Um, uh, that happens between them, the fight that happens. And we get so much more insight into, um, 
her parents, even though we've seen them a couple times, they bring up the fact that they're like always ushered away when there's cameras mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Cor- Corbin Burnson. I think he's, yeah. he's really great. Um, Whitney's going to go get a massage, pretty stressed out. Um, and then it turns out that Kara is her oh, <laughs> massage therapist. Gosh. And Ugh. yeah, she's like, you know, Kara's like, you know, if this is uncomfortable, like we can get someone else. And Whitney's like, no, fine. Like, unless you're uncomfortable. And Kara does not. T- Kara's she's like, nah, I don't care. And she's like, I don't care. And then Whitney's like, okay, actually, maybe, maybe not. And then tips 300. Does she tip $350? Yes. yes. For a massage she didn't get. Yeah, that's on top of the massage mm-hmm. that she didn't get. She pays for it. Yeah, because um, yeah, I mean it's it's again like this is um another scene that highlights like the difference in power and financial and social position between yeah. Whitney and Kara, which she's like always trying to downplay like you know she when when Kara comes in and pretends to be a home buyer and says all this stuff like yeah. I'm gonna have a million parties here and I'll yeah. just put a fence around everything and she's kind of parroting what she thinks rich people would say and you know Whitney makes a comment like oh I couldn't afford one of these homes either when she like literally like lives in one of these homes yeah. um this is a scene that really like highlights that Kara it's Kara's also working in the massage parlor right now because she you know has to well, she didn't make the sale life. like right? yeah she didn't make the sale last episode like the, the guy didn't buy any art yeah the the thing I think is that I I can be guilty of this I don't I don't give 350 dollars tips on my massages but um I am someone who has become very accustomed to I, I'm I'm willing to pay for convenience. Uh, I very much am like someone who's like, okay, I'll do it. So like I go to a lot of I go to sometimes pro wrestling shows that are independently run. And if you don't buy like basically a VIP ticket, you might have to stand. And I'm like, no, I'm absolutely gonna I'll I'll spend an extra like $25 to make sure I get to sit down. So that's me. But I feel like in this scene, Whitney is like the most extreme example of being able to use money to you know, who is she trying to make not uncomfortable? Kara said she would do it. Um, and she's already going to pay for the thing. And yet Kara like wouldn't have got a tip for the thing, but her tip was never going to be $350. But Whitney is just hoping that like, if I just give so much money, I, that will make me feel less bad when I walk out. She's just trying to absolve herself from like the guilt that she is experiencing because like she is, she's, she is in a higher social class than Kara is. Then, Then Fernando is then like all of the like she and she's a landlord. She's displacing people. She's trying to enrich herself with this development, with this television show. She's in a higher social position than Phoebe, than the cameraman. They're like all of these people. And she's trying to put all of these little band-aids over everything while she's like actively changing the social fabric of the place because she has the money to do that um so it's like very misguided from whitney it's entirely to make herself more comfortable with what she's doing but it's this extremely misguided notion that you can basically like take somebody's home you can ruin their community you can like you know jeopardize their livelihoods but if you give them a nice tip then you're still like a great generous person yeah 
I wonder just like slightly, I, it feels like there's maybe not enough time because it kind of came up last episode, which is how much have you spent on jeans? It was $14,000. And maybe they're just so rich that it, like how much does she get from her dad? Isn't it fifth, like 40 grand? Uh, yeah, I think it's a 40 or 50 grand. Because it was going to be 30 and he's like, oh, I just gave you 40 or 50 or whatever because I won't have to do it again. But then they got in this fight and I am wondering if in the finale the seagull's finances mm -hmm. will be one of the things that like comes home to roost. Yeah. Uh, oh, the seagulls. The seagulls yeah. Come home. <laughs> That's right. yeah. They'll just be like uh, calling for bread. That's what yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Whitney's working out on the rowing machine. Asher. Great joke. He says, row, row, row your boat. It's great. And she says, what is it? <laughs> And uh, the language in the contract has been changed that a participant may be portrayed in a false light. And he thinks you'd only add that if you're worried like you were doing that and that you yeah, might get a the libel parties claim. acknowledge that the performer may be exposed to ridicule, hum humiliation, or condemnation and may therefore be portrayed in a false light. That's not a contract I would want to sign, Grace. You didn't have to sign. Wait, what? You didn't have to sign that for Pocherias for all the podcasting? <laughs> I don't edit the pods. I don't know who's. Josh makes the everyone sign that contract. <laughs> oh man, I can't even. I can't sue him for libel. Oh man, um, I, I yeah, this is very funny. And then um, he has like, have you seen any new cuts of the show? And she's like, maybe we just go watch it. And then says, okay, can I have a kiss? <laughs> no, but I did talk about our relationship pretty honestly in the cuts, so we should go watch it. Yeah, brutal, Oof. brutal. Um. They go to the hotel and everyone, Asher is in a great mood. He does not know what's coming. He's jumping on the bed. He mm -hmm. was just, you know, he's, he's like, come on, wit, like, let's get in the bed. Um, and Dougie says, you know, it's a work in progress, but, you know, we play up the tension, but in a fun way. It's still very clear you love each other. And they start watching mm -hmm. the footage. I yeah. like how he says, and the dinosaur thing is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so we get this set up. It's about their homes, it's about passive energy, passive homes, but then also, about their relationship um and uh <laughs> this is the worst joke of like yeah it's uh, you know there's this home on palmer she's like everyone loves a palmer and she's like wait wait what she's like, like the drink like an, an arnold palmer, palmer iced tea and lemonade it's so funny um uh, there's a line about asher's been taking comedy class and he mm -hmm. says that makes it seem like it's i'm not funny <laughs> and um so they they stop in to see freckle the um, mm -hmm. sort of lead uh, uh, contractor constructor at uh, Pasta Vista. And then this is where James Toledo is going to arrive um, and they'll do sort of a, a land acknowledgement. Yeah. They like, they acknowledge the occupied and unceded land. And then um, the James says, um, thanks for your continued support in our fight with local state and federal governments over our rights regarding our roads and easements in our communities. We're sick and tired of dealing with the government's, trespassing on our lands and then we find out from dougie uh yeah the network wants to shorten that section and soften the language and asher says like no it's important to keep it and he holds whitney's hand as sort of this acknowledgement like look i'm doing the right thing and then in the cut this i loved i love this okay. part this is grace great. whitney says yeah. The battle he speaks of is less a literal battle and more of a clerical concern over the compensation for road use in areas that don't affect access to our properties or anything related to the titles of this land, even though we do recognize ourselves as having obtained this land through a long history of colonization. And then Asher just says, that's right. That's right. Yeah, the, it's more of a clerical battle. <laughs> 
my god. Yeah, what needs softening here? It's perfectly softened. And what like and Whitney here, it's like it's just so flimsy her defense and her solidarity with the indigenous people to be like, oh yes, we acknowledge like the history of colonization and that these are occupied in unceded lands. But as long as like we were also recognize that this has nothing to do with like the titles of our property and access to our property. And like she's totally trying to have her cake and eat it too while like saying like, oh, we're good and all of this is bad, but none of this has anything to do with us. Um the the also the simultaneous like having memorized the the very long land acknowledgement and the cuts yes. of just the staff who do not look interested at all um there's a i don't know if you're familiar with baroness von sketch show this is a canadian uh, uh sketch comedy show uh, mm. for women it's very funny oh. if you work in an office uh so if you're a woman who works in an office some wow. of that stuff is like so on the nose but there's a sketch where they go to a, a play at the beginning they give a land and i'm i'm for land acknowledgements but also at the beginning of the play they give it and then this woman goes oh should like we should leave they go no 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 no. He goes well like wait what what but like what <laughs> like should we but it's you know we're saying it's not our land, land but yeah. <laughs> so we leave like yeah yeah well the theater's been here for like fifty years <laughs> so yeah uh, anyway Baroness won't sketch out very good um so this is where Whitney seems pretty sad Asher's checking in and Whitney says we should watch the pottery section mm -hmm. we skipped to it actually and Dougie says oh that's all gone um and she says I think it's important for Asher to see it. And so they show it. And this is where it's um it's a lot more than what they showed before, which is there is the thing about him holding the phone, like it's a sermon, that's what leads it off. But basically, she goes on this long tirade about someone who worships her and who would not want this. It sounds like a dream, but also, you know, if you left them, they'd be destroyed. You hold all the power. And what would like life life be like without her in the picture? This this is pretty sad. This is pretty sad. Uh, it's someone really, you love you yeah. loves you so much that the real version of you ceases to exist you'll never be fully satisfied with them what do you do there's so much more to her than people know um i'm complicated passionate and full of contradictions i'm not perfect but does that mean i don't deserve happiness my god whitney and this is like and the and the parts and this cuts to whitney at the art party yeah. you know with like Kara's fed lines and all of that like so contrived like these are not whitney's friends this is not whitney's like real life of passion and whatever um yeah it's cut between whitney um complaining about her marriage with asher and asher talking about how everything she does is so pure and true and i feel lucky to stand in her shadow um it's like extremely raw and um at the end like whitney is kind of like braced watching this whole thing like this is going to be like the blow that destroys asher I, you know, I, the thing I think is interesting is that, like, I think this is like, you know, it's fair. It's these are fair feelings for Whitney to have. We just also know that Whitney is pretty terrible herself. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the actual idea of like being with somebody who is is not in love with the actual version of you is in love with an like all the things that come with being with you and the things that they get out of that that relationship is an interesting thought just all wrapped up in Whitney has a pretty distorted view I mean so many of the camera angles of the show are like distortions she's mm -hmm. a pretty distorted version of who she is as a person and so it's almost like hypocritical for her to be like he doesn't see the re he, he she, yeah see she doesn't see the, her real self either no so it's like I think that that's where 
I think this is, it's because I, you know, the genuine idea of like being with somebody and that person not being right for you is a completely relatable, you know, Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And the idea that like, oh, you actually, like you don't actually see in me what I, who I think I am, whatever, but it's all wrapped up in like, she's wants to be on television. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Seeing, showing that she's like fixing things when she's actively breaking things. She has no tool. Right. She's no tool. And it's almost like, um, it's almost like this kind of like house of cards came crumbling down, like not because she was like, like, it seems like once she felt like the relationship, like Asher was more of a liability than an asset in terms of furthering her goals. That's when her dissatisfaction with the marriage started. Like once the focus group test, like he tested negative in the focus group. And like once Dougie got in her head, like we actually need to use this angle that your relationship with Asher is falling apart. Like that felt like so much more of the impetus for her dissatisfaction than anything that came up in their relationship. And the balance between them early on is like, oh, I don't really do the paperwork. Asher does the paperwork, right? And there's all these things that he does that like, he goes and buys some of the homes, right? Yeah. Like, I paid a little, you know, but there is this, like he does, I feel bad calling it utility, but in their like business partner relationship and, and the moment where, the sweater gets stuck shows that they also have genuine mm-hmm. like you know fun and they enjoy being in each other's company until whitney wants to turn it into content even the weird cherry tomato scene yeah. was like some yeah. kind of chemistry um i mean obviously it wasn't perfect and i think that like you could say that all of whitney's relationships are really utilitarian like does she have sure. a genuine friendship with kara or with anybody else like but i think it's you know, she really kind of gets wrapped up in this, like, our marriage is over once it's implanted from, you know, the focus groups and from Dougie's, um, Dougie's note there. So um, I think that there is something true, but she's really not confronting or being honest with herself about this either. Yeah. And I think the piece you said earlier about her being the main character, I think she's I don't want to say Asher's not at fault. And I was going to say Whitney's the most at fault, but she does seem to be at least one of the people on the show who is the most willing to sacrifice anything that, you know, she's the one who's like fire Fernando, like get mm-hmm. rid of him. Um, like all of these ways and like not sell the house to that, you know, like that person throughout the, you know, the, the induction stove out, they don't deserve to live here. She's the most willing to, sacrifice anything in the vein of what she thinks Mm -hmm. does she think it's the right thing like the right thing also comes with her getting attention for the right yeah so so who is like the avatar though for like nathan fielder is it asher is it dougie is it whitney is it like some conglomeration of the three of them yeah i mean the whitney thing is interesting in terms of asher actually seeing him as the and and you know is this one of those things where it's like you know it was it was all Nathan Fielder all along. It's like the Nathan Fielder is the Seagulls, you know, because yeah. he's both like the one like in the in the rehearsal, basically, you know, kind of spoiling the thing. We presume you've watched the rehearsal of your nine episodes into this, mm-hmm. and maybe not, you'll go watch it. But that last episode is so much about like, oh my God, what did I do? You yeah. know, uh, of, of that show in a way that imagine he didn't do that is is kind of like who Whitney is, of like, imagine you did all that stuff and you never acknowledge but the and maybe that's is, what the last episode is going to be like because like yeah, i think Whit- whitney is like a little bit more 
Like if you if you think about like I mean Asher is portrayed by Nathan Fielder and definitely has the most superficial um similarities to him. Um, you know, micro penis notwithstanding. I can't speak to that particular point, but maybe I um, said it was prosthetic, but I don't know. <laughs> but um the creative drivers of the Flipanthropy slash Green Queen are are Dougie and Whitney. Right. And Nathan Fielder as like a creator would probably be more akin to what their roles are in creating the HG TV show. So I think that that's interesting. Um, and like, what yeah. does it mean? Like, I don't know, like, what does this mean in a relationship is interesting in a marriage? Like, obviously, there's themes about marriage and family in the rehearsal quite heavily. So like mm -hmm. how much of that is an issue that Nathan Fielder is trying to explore in his art. Um, the other thing with the rehearsal that's so interesting is that the beginning seems like it's going to be something. And then it's like, there's this thing that absolutely catches fire that every, like, I wonder if like, you know, you got the notes from HBO about what mm -hmm. that show is going to be. And you look at the end product and you're like, wait, I thought it was going to be this thing where like each episode you would do that thing you did in episode one. It's like, yeah, but this stuff is this, all of this stuff is way better. Like the storyline that happens was basically pretending to raise a child. It, all of that other stuff gets like tossed away in the, in right. the essence of like this thing that he is so fascinated by. And, and, but then arguably finds the perfect like i don't call the lady who's in that show a victim but uh -huh. you know, to a degree the perfect mark at least yeah yes. yeah and the kid in the kid but anyway the show yeah so yeah. what i what i love about this episode what this like the format of this is like all of this is pretty like this episode it's not traditional tv but you kind of get like there's a typical pattern to this right of like you're seeing the ways in which like this is the the ash it, the rug is going to get pulled out from asher you'll feel really bad for asher then <laughs> He knocks back on the hotel door and he comes back inside Amanda and he, he gives does. this wild speech. He of applauds. Like, he does applaud. And then he says like, I've been feeling this too. It all makes sense. I am the curse. I have not been enough. I'm on my phone too much. He chucks his phone. I sold the house to Mark. I let my shortcomings get in the way of all the sacrifices that we need to make in order for this to work. I didn't give Nala the money. I'm a liar. I'm a terrible person. I'm the problem, but I'm going to fix it. I'm going to be different so that people can see how amazing you are. And what I think it's so fascinating about this is he's doing, I've said this on, already, but he's doing more of what she is complaining about yeah. him doing in the conversation where he's trying to fix being broken up with, basically. <laughs> yeah. He says, he starts, we will make this work. And he says, I will make this work. Um you know, it's like he's it, and and again, it's like this. This reminded me of the scene where he, where she first tells him that she's pregnant, and he starts to like project what he thinks right. that right. she's thinking when right. she's clearly not, and he's like saying like, you know, we're like we're, it's like you always say we're so good on paper. Paper covers rock. The world needs Whitney Siegel. And he's like, that's a good girl. Like it's. <laughs> the world will know Whitney Siegel, I think is the last thing he yeah, says, yeah. Um, which is what Phoebe said earlier. Then she went and Googled herself and was like, I don't, you know, is this me? I, I This scene is so, it's so uncomfortable. It's the most. Whitney, yeah. Whitney like Emma Stone's face as mm -hmm. Whitney in this scene is so hard to take like she does such an excellent 
job of like that kind of like being trapped in an in an eternal scream. It's like she's not making any noise. No. She's she's her face is almost motionless, but the tension is palpable. She's like was looking for this freedom. Like she thought she'd show Asher this and he'd leave and she'd be free of this relationship, maybe even at the expense of the television show. Like at one point when he comes in and she's on the um, rowing machine, she's like, well, don't, don't sign it. Maybe we don't do the show. Yeah. I mean, she knows like basically he, that's what Dougie tells her at the beginning. Like if you, if, if you do this, if you go down this Avenue, they don't want that. They don't want that. They won't, they won't keep it going. So yeah, she's, she is like, and what I really love about that too is he's not like, you know, he's just acting the way he is, but she tried to tell him without actually having to tell, to tell him. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's perfect. Like narcissist Whitney to be like, just watch the video. Like, I think you Mm -hmm. need to watch the video. And then when he does not get the message and only entrenches himself further, I think also the fear on her face is also like, oh my God, like. I'm now going to have to actually tell, like I have yeah. to tell, I'm going to have to vocalize yeah. this of like, no, I still think I feel a lot of those things. And you're just mm-hmm. being more of what I'm complaining about on the television. So I think it's like, it's such a, it's such a fun way. Fun uh, for it to like, yeah, for their problems to fully yeah. come ahead. There's yeah. no earnest communication between them. Like with her, it's all mocking and stonewalling and like, like, you know, there's a whole thing where you hear him with the therapy speak saying like, I said the thing yeah, yeah, yeah. that, you know, our therapist told us to say. It's like she is not engaging in any kind of open and honest dialogue with him. Um, But this th- I mean, this felt like this felt like horror. And like Dougie is sitting in the room and he sort of knows that he's kind of like stirred this shit up like he's been yeah. a little bit of an instigator here he's super uncomfortable no he has a great response it's the classic whitney go-to whenever somebody says something they don't f- she says oh, that was beautiful that was beautiful <laughs> really beautiful yeah and that's where we leave it yeah yeah what 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 three miserable people Grace. I, I kind of think we talked last week again about like okay how's the show end i almost feel like we are just going to go into next episode and they'll all just pretend like it's fine. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're all in the exact same situation, basically, except like they know it for real, but then won't actually still admit it. And so they'll just be together and do the show and it'll be like the phony fake version of the show, but that's what they'll do because they'll make money off the show and sell the homes and, and be rich. Yeah. I mean, even Dougie is like, as he now Dougie, I think is like the most invested in the show that he has been because like he realizes, okay, HGTV really is going to pick this up and he doesn't want to screw it up. Um, So they're kind of all stuck together. Um, I, I I can't wait to see how, how this ends. Like I said, like tonally, I think that, I mean, I'm not expecting it, but I feel like I need a little bit of a release in terms of the humor being a little bit more for, fronted um after having such a tough few episodes to watch um but really really fascinating and and very well done the other the other ending i could totally see from whitney is that she leaves she just goes and and there's this like version of her that she's like i'm free and then behind her is just like the mess that is left yeah 
uh of like like she just goes and works for her parents something yeah and it's just like even that i don't i think she thinks that she's too good of a person where she's just like moves to new york and tries to Mm. just like live in new york and just leave and like the easiest way to not clean up the mess is to not clean up the mess (laughs) just just go but i don't know we'll see yeah there has to be like i i imagine we're definitely going to get some nala and abshir in the last episode to kind of close the loop on that um Gosh, I'm like hoping we don't see like a really tough, tragic ending for that family. That would be that would be hard. Uh, yeah, I know. I I do feel like the show did a pretty good of potentially like addressing the curse. I know the whole show is the curse. So whether we need like one more note on that, um, but I I do kind of like the fact that Nate or Asher thinks that he, he is, is the, the curse. curse. I do I do quite I do quite like that as like that theme um is there any other loose ends that we haven't really picked up on in a while it feels like the tv interview like the report came out on the news um asher does reveal that he did leak the ad so potentially the casino like if they come after him in some way if he signed like an you know any sort of nda like you know potentially what he did is illegal I, i don't know whether that's like fun finale yeah i mean i do i do feel like a lot of the threads that they put out there have at least like been i mean fernando i think we probably got an ending for him um you mentioned the monica's news story like i think that that's probably resolved um i wonder if there was anything more like i was sort of expecting when bill showed back up that something about Whitney's pregnancy might come up because we know that Asher yes. had mentioned that. Older, um, that's right. So that's another theme. Like, I don't think that that needs to come through again. Um, the one I that mean, we've it, never picked back up is <laughs> Dougie buying alcohol for, for teens. Right. I that's was, one, only, yeah. yeah. I was wondering if Dougie and his alcohol and his alcohol problems was going to, come back up again yeah yeah that's those are that's basically yeah i think the pregnancy was such a big part of i think episode two Mm -hmm. um that i certainly could see i think i i agree i think most of the stuff that they introduced they have wrapped up nicely the biggest one certainly is like abshir uh, yeah and yeah so yeah um any final notes that's the penultimate only one more only one more. I'm so glad that we've watched this together, Grace. Like I'm getting, I'm getting like so much feedback in the world that people like do not like this show, <laughs> and uh, I've heard a lot of like, well, I'm watching it because it's Nathan's Fielder, but I really don't like it. And I, I do think that having the opportunity to really take time and like watch it very closely and explore the themes has yeah. made it a richer experience for me. Um. We were talking on the on the countdown pod or maybe the preview pod that my letterbox like it shows me highest rated category. It gets like weirdly specific, but mine is like tragically sad is the yeah. thing that I love the most. So I don't think it's a, a complete surprise that I'm like sitting watching the show each week being like, it's so good. And a lot of people are like, I, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't, why, why would I sit in this for an hour? But yeah. I, I've quite enjoyed it. So, yeah. Um, yeah um all right well we'll be back next week with the finale until then dr Amanda, what else you got going on i am let's see oh well grace you and i have recently yeah. announced that we will be covering true detective um mm-hmm. which is airing on hbo on sunday night starting on january what's the date 14th january 14th, 14th. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll be uh, we'll be showing right up into it basically. Yeah. Right that's after the, the episodes air. That's um, the finale of the. That's like because we we did, t- the episodes come out on the Friday, but they air on Showtime on the uh, uh, for the. So basically, oh, wow. the same. So you can just keep your yeah. Grace and Amanda yeah. slot like fully yeah. plugged right. in, ride right. it out to True Detective. Um, we will be detecting truly, which is <laughs> our. Our tagline. <laughs> it's um, actually, we'll be detectiving. Truly, is <laughs> actually very, exci- very excited about that. And then um, Ariel and I are back covering Six Feet Under season two. Um, that podcast will. Um, we took a break for the holidays, but we're going to be back next week, uh, continuing our episodic coverage of Six Feet Under, which has been great and continues to be great in season two. But you can keep up with everything that I'm doing by following me on Twitter where I am Dr. Amanda R. How about you, Grace? I, I have many aspirations to watch Six Thunder. I did watch the premiere and then Jess and I picked like multiple seasons in a um, row for full spoiler recaps where there are multiple seasons of the show. So we're just like this next week we're watching season two of Julia, which means I also had to watch season one of Julia. Yeah. And we just did that for like four weeks in a row. So it's at some point TV. I will I will watch it and listen to you. But I've that would be I, I would love to hear what you think of it. Like yeah. I've been having a really great time revisiting yeah. it. Yeah. On the countdown bud too, I like to make sure I've seen everything. So it's like binging beef, you know, yeah, <laughs> on my holiday lot. break. Yeah. Uh, so things will calm down. Yeah, we're gonna cover True Detective. Um we did wrap up our coverage of the crown, Shannon Gus and I, so check that out. Um I thought the finale was was excellent. Um Aaron and I talk about movies each week. We talked about Ferrari um and uh, we did our top 10 movies of 2023 countdown as well as like some stuff we missed so check that out and then mike bloom latonya and i talking fargo each week which has been so excellent um such a good season of tv one of the most impactful shows uh, i've watched in a long time it's, it's so good um so yeah we'll be back next week with the season finale maybe the series finale of wow Earth. yeah oh my gosh no. can you imagine another season of this craze <laughs> I, I think you and i would be like amazing and yeah, like, yeah. oh no thanks <laughs> I don't know. I think we do a lot of shows like, like Paul T. Goldman. Can you imagine another season of Paul oh T. Oh my Goldman? goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if those are like, yeah. That was a gem. That's a forgotten gem. Got some votes in the top 10. Nice. Uh, not many. And I think one of them was yours, but that's okay. <laughs> nice. All right. We'll be back next week with the season finale of The Curse. Until then, bye bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus